Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of uh, the Stompcast. Uh, Jess and I are just wandering through. I didn't actually even say where we were. We're in Regent's Park. I'm so sorry. We got so excited and got into the conversation. So you put two Welsh people together. That's what happens. You know what I mean? Hey. You just get chatting. <laughs> off we go. So we are here in Regent's Park. It's quite cold. We are wrapped up nice and warm. We've got, so you've got the tea in hand still. I've got my coffee still going. So we're enjoying this uh, conversation. Right, we're going to pick up from, from part one, uh, obviously, because it's part two. Uh, and we're going to start off with the health fact of the week because we're going to change things up. I do like routine. We usually do in part three, but we're going to do in part two because it really, I think, brings to life in a statistical way some of the things we're going to talk about. And then you're going to add colour to that with all of your experience, OK? So, um, health fact of the week. So, according to the charity Stammer, so S-T-A-M-M-A, around one in 12 children start to stammer at some point. For most, it will be temporary, but some will continue into adulthood. Um, there are more men than women who stammer. Around 75% of people who stammer are male. So that's, you know, that one in 12 um, figure or fact, whatever you call it. You know, I think back to my um, class at school. I went to school in Nankaradega's primary school, you know, in Carmarthenshire, I grew up. And there's about 30 children in the class. So if you think one in 12, mm-hmm. there's a few children experiencing yeah. it. And I can remember that there were children that were experiencing um, that. So, I mean, you're obviously well aware of the statistics. You know, you're, you're really passionate, yeah. you're an ambassador in this kind of space. You know, you're, you're pushing, you're, you're an advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I wonder if you could, like, take us then into, like, childhood for you. Like, when, when was it something that was kind of picked up? When, what do you remember about your childhood? Uh, and, you know, who was in your life going from a professional point of view Right, what's we're going to do and what's going to happen next and things. Oh, I like this question, you know. This is a good question. So I just remember when, obviously you have like the speech development, don't you? And when a child is like learning to talk. I was like a three, four years old. And, and I just remember struggling on every word I was, I was just trying to say. And... I remember being I'm in the classroom and you know when the teacher and they go around the room and they like to pick on people to answer the questions, don't they? Um, and when there was um, when I, I had to answer I like the teacher, I would just get uh, so frustrated because I couldn't get the words out. I would then just like to pull on my hair. I would then like to hurt myself. And that's when, oh. and like the school was like, okay, I think, um, and I think uh, uh, we have a problem here. Um, and I just remember going to the head teacher's office. I was like, oh, oh no, like, <laughs> I'm in trouble. Um, and then like this man came in, and he sat me down, and he just told me I've got a stutter, and I'll be going to speech therapy. I was like, okay. I don't know what this is, like, 
I mean, I was in a primary school at this point. So how, how old were you? I remember it was about like a year, a three. So you're kind of probably six or seven. Is it something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah, seven, yeah. Maybe. And then I went to speech therapy once a week for an hour in a small room, which is all just a white and a chair and a chair for three people. And you'd go with like your parents and then you'd have the person who was like the speech therapist. I didn't find it that, uh, that helpful for myself uh, personally. And she'd like to hand me like the Postman Pat book and she'd say, oh, can you read the Postman Pat book? And I'd just like to sit there and I wouldn't speak. I, wouldn't, I just wouldn't speak to her because I was just like, I don't like the setting. I didn't want to speak to like the stranger. Like I just wouldn't talk. Mm. Um, it sounds to me very much like it's almost like you're having to do like a performance almost. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that they're trying to make you feel it's kind of like you're almost having to stand no, up yeah. on stage, you've got your parents there, you've got this person you don't know, and you're like, right, read this oh, out. Yeah. That's and intimidating. Anyway, I know you. me as introverted, quite shy Alex at school, reading mm. to like one person used to drive, you know, make me really nervous, let alone if you're struggling with yeah. it. Um, and Oh my goodness, I did that for years, years and years, up until I went to high school and I used to take my best friend with me and I tried my hardest. And it just wasn't for me. And that's okay because at the end of the day, everybody's um, a speech impediment. Um, it's completely different, as we've as we've all got uh, different brains. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, of course. I'm uh, oh gonna like we're all. I'm um, just so unique. And then I'm um, in my twenties. I went, and I did an intensive uh, speaking course, and that was called the McGuire Program. And I went on that for a week, and I came home, and I went. And I went back on it again, and I came home, and they teach you to speak very slowly, with a breathy, and that, uh, uh, and that also works for other people. And then for me, after some time, I was like, I don't think this is for me. A long term, I don't think this is for me. And and I was just. And I was just in that little, what do we want to call it? A pool of, of just floating around being like, okay, I, I, I'm so, okay, so where's the support now? And what's mm. the next move? Mm. Uh, because for a uh, speech impediment, and there's not much support out there for people. Mm. I was going to ask that, like, what support, what support is there? You know, what, what is, what is um, out there? Um, because um, we have the charities, mm -hmm. obviously, like we've got uh, quite a few uh, ch uh, charities. Uh, but I've got a best friend, and her little boy has got a speech impediment, mm. uh, and she's trying to get him uh, to go to speech therapy. Mm. And she says to herself, like, and there's no support uh, for him in the classroom, and there's no support um, uh, when you're going out. I, I, I only go to birthday parties, for example. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. I just as a child, I, I, and you're trying to grow up, I, I, and you need to get those uh, social skills. 
and you can't uh, and you can't communicate it's the hardest thing and that's the support i think that we need is like in the classrooms in like so do you mean like it's almost too so your experience they took you out of class you're yes. saying we should be putting the support and tell me if I'm wrong what I'm saying. Are you saying we should be putting the support in the classroom? Oh, my goodness, yeah, to help, like, their education. So that they're not... Because the thing is, otherwise, that's an hour a week of contact with others, the part that educate that, that you're being, te- you know, taken out from. And, and I... Not to... I always try and think about how I relate to things. And I try and think, imagine people's shoes, yeah. or I think about what my experiences are. I mean, I, when I was in kind of year four or five and six, I, I've got ADHD, and it, I was only diagnosed a year or so ago, and mm-hmm. it really affected my school life massively. And yeah. I got m- removed from class a lot and was put in a room, basically. It reminds me of what you said, just a white room, just like with one or two other kids. We just sat there for mm-hmm. hours. I didn't even know how long of my childhood I spent in that, that room. Yeah. Um, and it really, I was just being removed from class. So I was missing out on everything. and. Mm-hmm. And I just think, actually, I needed someone to, A, assess me properly, realise I had ADHD, and support me to be in the classroom. I want to be in the classroom. I don't want to be out of the classroom. I want to be in the classroom. Obviously, every kid wants to be out of the classroom. But you need to be... (laughs) I want to be with my mates. I want to be doing everything we're doing. I don't want to be... I don't want to be separated out. And some of it, you do need, you know, support. And, you know, therapy, you might want to go and have therapy, for example. You wouldn't necessarily be with your friends. You're having therapy, you might be on your own. But it does feel like there needs to be another approach, doesn't it? Absolutely, because I kind of feel like every every single every single person and and they go to speech therapy um, is completely different, and and that's why like my TikTok, I like to show people I like, and I'm going to go through the drive-through, and I'm going to challenge my speech. I'm going to order um, a pizza, and I'm going to do like the telephone um, a challenge. Uh, because like this one time, and I decided to ring like this pizza place, and I took her. Uh, uh, and I took like, and I took, and I took uh, so long uh, t- uh, to like reply to the guy, and he, and he thought I was, uh, uh, pranking him, yeah. and he said something, and he put the phone down, mm. and I put it up on like my socials uh, as I was being like, and this is why I do what I do uh, to spread awareness and to educate. And then, like, the company are going to touch with me. And they said uh, 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 that they're going to educate, uh, like, the staff members uh, that when they take a telephone call, um, to be patient, as it could be someone uh, uh, with a speech impediment. And I thought, oh, my God, like, I, I just can't believe uh, that, that it's taken that long. I know, but you did that. That was you. I know, right? You're right, though. I mean, it, shouldn't have take, it shouldn't have taken you, should it? I know, that's right? That's the truth, yeah, but it yeah, did yeah. take you, and I think that's obviously yeah, like, thank you. an amazing thing. But it sh- you're right, it shouldn't take that. Yeah, as I just kind of feel like I have spent all my life trying to change the way that I... that I talk... And the fact of the matter is, there's nothing uh, wrong uh, with I'm a speech impediment, uh, and there's nothing uh, uh, wrong uh, with the way uh, that I talk, as that's me, and that has made me the person uh, uh, that I uh, 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 am today, and that's what like my. Uh, yeah, I just want to say, like, preach the lab, by the way, <laughs> because there's nothing uh, wrong uh, 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 
uh, with uh, having a speech impediment. There's really not. That's why have you got to uh, uh, always be told uh, that there's uh, 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 that there's the solution, uh, and then you can't have the support if you don't want to. Like I don't understand. <laughs> Is it A, is it a problem? And is it not the issue that we should just be accepting that people are different? Yeah. Uh, people I mean, yeah, are like to different. to celebrate it as well and not to see it as, oh, you have a, st- have a stutter, I'll take your time, and then to pity you, because that's the worst thing. Um, is when someone likes to pity me, they're like, oh, oh, you have a stutter, I'll take your time, Lev, honestly, take your time. It's like... I just need your patience, and that's it. So, um, what, so that's a really good, so one thing I'd say as well. But if anyone's listening, and you know, you are a speech and language therapist, you've worked in this area. Drop it, drop me an email if you go onto the notes section of um, not the notes, uh, yeah, the show notes section of either Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening. You can see our email address. Drop us an email if you're seeing some good programs or things that are done, because then. You know, A, I can share it with you, also I can, you know, we can talk about it on here because there might be something going on regionally, you know, that we yeah, can shout about absolutely. and say, hang on, like, this is yeah. something, so please do share, you know, this is a community, yes. we share ideas, that's why you have the have our guests on to share things and you're part of the community, obviously, as as listeners, so please do share your wealth, you know, your wealth of experience, we'd like to, to hear it. So as we come to the end, towards the end of part two then, I guess I'd like to ask, just off the back of what you just said there really, what what language and things should we use? What you know, stammer, stutter, speech impediment. What words should we use, and what should should and shouldn't we say to someone? You know, say someone. Say you are on the phone to someone who is, you know, it's got a speech impediment. 
How do you reassure them without patronising and being, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so funny enough, I've done uh, quite a few like recordings of myself uh, ringing up um, um, about like, my car insurance. Uh, and that was like to educate people enough to like uh, enough to communicate uh, with a person who's got a speech impediment uh, um, over the phone. And I've had uh, so many people I uh, like reply with, "Oh, and I took what you said on board." And this person who had a speech impediment I called up, and then I was able to support them. Uh, so number one, um, it's just to be patient. Honestly, I just be patient and and also not to finish that person's sentences as well because it can be one of those things where and you have to correct someone if it's like the wrong thing and then you're going to stutter, you know, a bit more and then it's like, oh, um, so yeah, I would say be patient and not to finish the person's uh, sentences and just not to be uh, patronising because we are just a human being like there's nothing uh, wrong with us at the end of the day it's when people and they give like the pity it's just a bit like yeah I've just got uh, 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 I'm a speech impediment and I guess uh, uh, when it comes to like the stutter and then like the I like the stammer I just feel like that is like, once again, like personal choice. I just feel like, yeah, if you want to call it um, a speech impediment, you can call it that. If you want to call it um, a star, um, you can call it uh, what you want to call it uh, at, the, at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, uh, when it comes uh, um, to that communicating uh, and you've got someone and, uh, and you're speaking, um, and you're speaking uh, face to face, I would just say, once again, like to, st um, uh, uh, um, like to st stand there and not be like having to check the time because that is just one thing. That's so rude. Oh my no, God, surely people, people don't check the oh time. Oh my God, they do. <laughs> oh they do. God, no, they don't. And they check the time and I'm like, are you in a rush? I'm so sorry to be staring you, but when they check the time, <laughs> oh um, I don't know um, if that person is like, I don't know what's going on. I do I need to look at somewhere else or... Or if they're just like, okay, like, come on. Um, um, it's just one of those things, and it's like uh, 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 um, a trigger, and it makes you feel like uh, what you've got to say um, um, isn't uh, uh, um, important enough. And so they're like uh, checking their watch. It's just one of those things. And, uh, and it's just like the body language. Um, um, yeah, but be patient and just don't check your watch. I think it's a pretty simple <laughs> thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very thing. simple. This is really helpful advice, though, because people listening can, you know, you can, we can, we're all learning and taking things away. So, uh, just to finish, then part two, you know, thinking about supporting people. If you have got a child who is struggling, struggling with a speech impediment, what are the little things that you would say to a parent to support? That child. I'm thinking like day to day, you know, in oh, terms oh of. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I'm just going to say a, a straight away to make sure uh, that they use their own uh, voice. As I feel uh, growing up uh, 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 with my uh, personal uh, uh, experiences, 
and I would ask like and I would ask and like my parents to order the food for me. I'm in the restaurant, for example, I'd be like, oh mum, like, can you order this for me? And and I just think uh, and that for me then, as I was growing up and I was becoming uh, 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 I'm a teenager, and then I would ask my friends. And then I met my husband, and then I was then to ask, I would go to places and be like, oh, but can you order this for me? And also, like, uh, also, uh, can you do that for me? Uh, so, like, my main advice would probably be um, to make sure that your child um, is, um, is using, like, their own... Uh, 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 voice. Uh, because... At the end of the day, and they have a voice, and they should use it, and they should feel uh, like the confidence uh, that you, uh, I'm trying like to summarise into um, into like the parent, into like how can they like to help them. It's very powerful because what yeah what what, you're, what I taking from it is that you know. It, it, it can feel like, as a parent, right, I just want to... If I order for them, it removes yeah. and makes them not feel anxious. And, you know, you, you kind of... It's a way of avoiding it. But actually, what you're saying is that, yeah, it's like... But that they should be able to use their voice. They have a voice. Yeah. They can yeah. communicate. Like, and, and then, I guess, you know, what you're doing with, the, say, the drive-through videos, for example... It's kind of that process. You're like, no, 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 I can communicate. And you become yeah. more confident. Like you're saying is that what you're saying about like the challenges you do, whenever you do them, you, you get more confident, right? Or you, you, yeah. you think, well, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, And then I go to like the next thing and then like the next thing. And I went to like the cinema on my own. And as I said before, I got on a plane on my own. And then you just start to grow and to grow because like you're pushing yourself and then you are just uh, using your voice. And whereas like, I mean, if you're speaking for your child and you're doing it like... I'm like the pattern just then like to carries on mm. and that's just the truth almost as like a cycle so breaking yeah. the cycle yeah 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 and build a should... good cycle <laughs> yeah. yeah and they should go out there and be like okay mum I'm going to say my orders today and encourage them oh my goodness I forgot to mention I'm to do I'm to remember a, a Gareth Gates yeah. on the X Factor mm-hmm. uh, so um, uh, so, uh, uh, when a person who's got a speech impediment and they and they uh, sing and they don't uh, stutter anymore, which is absolutely uh, crazy. Uh, so even if, uh, so even if you uh, so even if you took like your child uh, to the restaurant. And they wanted to sing their order, as that's going to help their speech. Do you know what I mean? I'm not being funny, but when I'm in the car with my friends, and I'm trying to say, "Oh, oh, like, can you play a uh, uh, Nicki Minaj?" and I'll probably then like to, st- 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 uh, and then I'll probably stutter, uh, like trying to say it, and then they press a play, and I'm like. <laughs> Put up in the bounce, don't look at the Yeah, I've been thinking for yes. like, like, I love it. Isn't it I weird love though? It. Like, the brain, I, I like the I one side of the it. brain is used for like the talking, mm, yeah. and then it comes to the music. Yeah, it's a different pathway. So, if anyone yeah. listening, like, your brain, obviously, you've got two hemispheres, you've got different parts of the brain, you've got yeah. like the vocal cortex area, the part that's the, the, with the kind of formulation of words and sentences and so much. Um, 
uh, like Wernicke's area and things is what we call it. And then you've got other parts of the brain that that are used for like singing and you know, even though you think your formulation of words, your brain pathway is actually different, isn't it? And then yeah, when you switch yeah. to that part of yeah. the brain, then it's, it's different. Crazy. The it's crazy. It's science is cool though, isn't it? Oh my god, it's like so cool. That's cool science. Uh, oh my god, it's so cool. I bet uh, but also the uh, music is a therapy as well. Like, don't you think the music is oh a therapy? God. Because look at what that. What do we do without music? It's, the music is, is so therapeutic and it's great, great for being calm. What is, is Nicki Minaj your favourite? What's your favourite? What is your go-to, like, I'm stressed from feeling, I just need something to chill out or feel happy. What do you listen to? Oh, God, please don't judge for Harry Styles. There's no judgment. I love ba, Harry Styles. Ba, 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 I, I like Harry Styles. I love Taylor Swift's mind. Yes. I'm a Swifty, so I love You're all Swifty. the Swifty. I love Swifty. I love a bit of love story and stuff. You know, the, the old school Taylor Swift is my, my favourite. You've got to have a feel-good song. You have, you have, to, have to have a feel-good song. Oh, my gosh. But also, a free from desire. Yeah, in the kitchen in the morning. Love that you, one. I love Cher Believe as well. Oh, yeah, an that anthem song. that is yeah, an anthem. that's an anthem isn't it's it great. Well, and on that musical note there you go we'll, we'll end uh, part two we're going to come back in part three now and talk about your, your book let's talk um, and everything that's gone into that and, and really you know I'd love you've done so much of it already really but to take you know experiences that you've had to give other people confidence because so many people message me whether it's on Instagram uh, and so on tell me in person they struggle to, to be confident be comfortable in who they are to accept who they are to love who they are mm -hmm. so I really I'm passionate about that because ultimately we're all individual and amazing and if we can learn to harness our powers mm -hmm. and the, the things that we have then we can enjoy life properly yeah. that's what life's about and never oh happy and enjoying yes. you know absolutely inner happiness all the way that's the one let's uh, pick up in part three right everyone we'll see you very soon goodbye Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.